Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome to Clarity, where we discuss the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And today we're going to be talking about some ideas and experiences we've had in the past, you may be having now, and um, a new perspective that we found that was more ancient than we realized and more grounding than we than we thought it could be. So before we talk about get prophetic with you and talk about the end times, Ruben, how are you in these end times today? Well, um, I'm okay. Uh, this week I bought your Christmas, not your birthday gift, because your oh gift boy. is coming next month and we're going to... Uh, My birthday is. Yes, yes. Your birthday is. So I'm excited to give you, you a gift. Like as you gave me a gift that is right now, right here uh, in my shelf, like those Funko Pops. So um, I'm excited to have this conversation. Um, I'm excited for this week. I saw Soul last week that you recommended that movie to me. Highly recommended. And really helped me to see the world in a different perspective, like the mm -hmm. mindfulness that some people call it. Like, But we may call it as well as just enjoying that today, the, the, the day that God has given to us and mm -hmm. we were Christian believers. And if you are not a believer, just enjoy the today you are alive. And uh, that movie really changed my mindset. So I'm enjoying that, enjoying my Funko Pops, enjoying uh, the morning. And I just took the, the dog for a walk and just enjoying the rain. Yeah. Nice, man. I am yesterday was a good day for comic books. Um, I think yesterday before Friday, um, DC Universe officially switched over. So DC Comics has an online comic book service and um, they've had it for a while. I've been a subscriber for about a year. Um, and before it had, when I bought it, when I subscribed, they had um, comic books and exclusive TV shows, comic, uh, cartoons all on there. Well, each uh, time War or Warner Brothers owns that, owns DC Comics and everything. So they're trying to get everything on HBO Max. So they took everything off and they're now switching to a different model, which involves, okay, so the comic book app isn't going to have, they're calling it DC in Universe Infinite or Infinity, whichever it is. And so they're taking away the cartoons and the videos, but they're adding more comics. Like the comics are available six months after release versus a year after. And also they're including the black label books, which I didn't have before. So wow. I did a lot of comic book reading yesterday, enjoying stuff that's new on there. Also catching up on the stuff I already was reading so that I can chronologically get to the newer stuff. And that was enjoyable. Um, I also spent a lot of Sundays reading comic books to catch up on my cash because of comic books available on the Marvel app digitally because um, it, they Marvel releases new stuff like stuff that was released six months ago. Well, on Monday it's released for you to, to read. So I, uh, yeah, that was fun. I beat, uh, I'm on the cusp of beating super Mario odyssey. Um, yeah, you know, it's been fun chilling Spoil. Um, I mean, I don't want to spoil it to you, but you just are, you're, you're just starting the game. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So it's almost like you saying when Michael Scott was leaving and I thought it was a joke that you said Michael Scott was leaving permanently. I, I remember that spoil. But um, this is not a spoiler. I'm just letting you know, if you think that it's over, you, it's not over. It's, it's just started. I would have rather thought it was over. You know, you just, 
Anyway, so speaking of disappointments, um, <laughs> I'm through sorry, my pastoral work, to spoil this to you. <laughs> through my pastoral, uh, I'm just going to ignore you for this whole podcast. It's going to be real interesting podcasting okay. something you're ignoring, but we'll see how all it right, goes. All right, all right, all right. Did y'all hear something? Because yeah. I can't. There's something wrong on the line. There's noise. Hmm. Anyway, um, that was really stupid. <laughs> so, guys, I may have been exposed to COVID. Um, as of this recording, I am waiting for my results back. Um, I'm either just having man cold symptoms and whining about extra, or I actually have COVID. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So that's kind of in the back of my mind, a little annoying. Um, realized that on Sabbath, Saturday, literally, I was dressed and on the move and I was like, wait a minute. And I realized a guy who had disclosed a few days prior that he had COVID, um, or rather that he was exposed to COVID and is having symptoms, certain symptoms that are very distinctly COVID, um, versus mine, which are ambiguous. And so like, I realized, wait a minute, guys, this elder who's going to be in the, in the building with me, can't be in the building with me. This guy who's going to do sound in the building with me. Can't do it. Just has to be me and my wife. And, it's like we preach, but it's like everyone had to stay away from us. Like we're unclean. It was so yeah, man, I'm not doing the best and I'm not feeling myself today. So this one stinks. This is kind of me not doing the best, but that being said, well, yeah. go ahead, Ruben. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This time's like, I, I've had like so many experiences during these months. Like I'm, am I exposed? Am I not? And just, it's just, um, not only the factor of the physical health, but also the the anxiety and just I, I hear you, man. Hopefully the results will come soon. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to just uh carry on through this like process, which is not not easy for any of us living in these times. And transitioning to our topic of today, I mean episode thirty one. It is relevant, yeah. right? Because yeah. we thought, oh, twenty twenty one, everything everything will be better. And it's not how it worked. You know, we can't rely on that we have to rely on something else but go ahead transition i mean we're still living in in the covet times and yes. we we may have developed a vaccine but that's a, even like a bigger point of contention in this um topic that we're going to talk about and the topic of this uh, episode is uh well we're going to get prophetic and we're going to talk about the end times um as christians you know like uh i'm pretty sure if you haven't been living under a rock. You've seen that there's a lot of uh, live streams, which we're using a lot in saturating the social media uh, space uh, with live streams, with uh, videos, with images and with stuff that every time that something catastrophic is happening in our world, we are really, well, traditionally, I'm going to, when I say we, I'm going to say traditionally, I'm going to just refer to traditionally, uh, we traditionally connect that to the end times. And for the most part, uh, um, specifically in our denomination, we connected end times with the urgency of getting ready. Otherwise, uh, you won't be counted in the people that will live forever. Right. So this conversation is a really, uh, we're not trying to just bash on people and we're not trying to claim that we have all the truths and we, and the title says get prophetic, but it doesn't mean that we are prophets. But no. uh, as, as Christians, we know that there's a prophetic truth in the Bible. And sometimes it's uh, interesting to see how we draw some 
really off conclusions when we just try to try to make the Bible say something that the Bible doesn't say. So, well, that is the initial approach in this episode. And I feel that there's a lot to talk about in terms of what the Bible says, what the Bible doesn't say, uh, how as a society we even like politicized <laughs> the, the end time events. Mm-hmm. And we made it as a point of even, I would say, hating certain groups of people mm-hmm. or not even, if it's not hating, fearing. And nothing good comes from hate, in my opinion. Nothing good comes from fear. Sure. You know, Ruben, I um, touching on that hate-fear situation, um, with Bible prophecy, I, the, and this is why we're talking about Bible prophecy here, which is why it says we're getting prophetic. We're also being playful here. Um, again, we're not prophets. Um, and so, but what we are doing is we're looking at the words of prophecy given in scripture in light of what is, what was intended shown by grammar, shown by context. Um, because the thing is we have our own desires. We have our own passions. We have our own fears. And, when we see someone use a text in a certain way and it helps us feel good, we can misunderstand and think that and let ourselves breeze past textual signs that show that the passage is doing something different. And then we can pass it on and on and on. And the issue is, if we have an improper approach to the prophecy and use it improperly, when we are disappointed with the function of the text, in we can become disappointed and disillusioned with the prophecy giver and it's it's dangerous um so let's get prophetic let's go into matthew 24 and let's begin to understand what the text is actually trying to do and so um i have matthew 24 out here uh it's one of the last one of the last sermons jesus gives um he had just finished um clearing out the temple. Um, mm. He had walked out from there and walked east with his disciples quite a ways. Um, walked east through a valley, lo- lo- went down from the Temple Mount, down into a valley, then up on the other side to the Mount of Olives. That where there, This mount, this hill, is quite large. There's towns in that valley. There's whole towns on the, on the ridge of the Mount of Olives, and um, likely in a remote spot, Jesus sat on the hill looking towards the sanctuary, towards that temple, which was built um, modeling his work for us in um, in his life, ministry, death, and uh, pre- high priestly ministry in heaven after his resurrection. It's all about mm. him, but they just rejected him. They're about to crucify him. And as Jesus is looking and talking to them and looking at this place, he says these words here. Well, before that, you know, they'd asked about the temple, and um, he said it was going to be destroyed. And then after he'd said that, he said that when they're still on the mountain, and then all this time passed of him walking through the valley with them and up to the mountain, they'd been thinking about it. And so they asked him a question in verse 3. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will all these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so they're asking about the temple, and they're, assuming that the destruction of the temple will only be happening when he fulfills their expectations of overthrowing Rome and bringing his everlasting kingdom in that way. 
But Jesus answered them, saying, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, And then he lists a series of things. From verse 5, um, continuing onward, especially to verse 14, and that can be a point of our focus. And there's something interesting he says about these things. In verse 8, he says this about these things. He said, All these are the but the beginning of birth pains. And I said that to you in the English Standard Version, that translation. Other versions mm-hmm. would simply call it sorrows. This one covers something very important about that phrase, birth pains. These birth pains, in the context of something the Messiah is saying regarding his coming, um, in the Old Testament, in the prophecies of Jeremiah and others, birth pains are referred to as events of suffering and trial that would precede the first coming of the Messiah. Mm. And there, this phrase, uh, suffering or sorrow, as the ESV does here in verse 8, shows as the connotation of the pain had by a mother in birth that would increase, um, this can be overemphasized, um, it's implied that it increased with intensity and severity as with the coming of the birth. But there's something very important about these sufferings. These sufferings don't really tell us when the event is coming, just that it's nearer and nearer. Mm. And the thing about these pains versus other pains is that these pains are to remind us that something greater, something beautiful is coming. The birth pains in the Old Testament should have guided the God's people closer to Scripture and closer to better understanding what the Messiah's objectives were from those Scriptures. And likewise, that's the focus of them for us today. And when you look at verses 4 to 14, these signs, these and people call them signs, right? Because disciples, they ask for signs. They said, we want signs. Give us signs so we can know what is happening and when it is happening. Yeah. And Jesus responded by not giving them signs, by giving them something different. He gave yeah. them what they wanted, but what they really needed, not just what they're asking for. And um, I think this whole thing is a powerful um, example. It's like a hidden, it's a, an example of how we come to Jesus about this passage. And we demand something. But when he gives us something different, we're like, oh, good, is what we demanded, and we misunderstand. Uh, what are you thinking, Ruben? I mean, I agree. What, I, what you're trying to say, I'm, I, I'm going to make sure that I understood properly, uh, correctly. Sure. Um, you're saying that Jesus in Matthew 24 was referring that there is a need of, be, uh, of a constant, uh, we, as, we as human beings, we to be reminded that this place is not our home. And these signs will be a constant reminder in different generations, in different times of the history. These signs will appear not as a as a way that oh it's coming right now, but as an indicator of we need to uh, not lose hope. We need not to lose hope, and we need yes. to get close to Him. And we need to uh, well, I'm, I'm saying we need to too much, <laughs> but I mean there is a benefit Perhaps. by. By having that experience, Correct. there's a benefit, there, there's a blessing by living in peace in the middle of turmoil. And it's not for us to be totally disconnected with what's happening with uh, the reality, like the reality of injustices. Matthew 24 says that, that I mean, there's going to have like, as you say, like nation against nation, kingdoms and wars and stuff and 
false prophets and X, Y, and Z. But for me, I feel that the biggest indicator, like it's like we as human beings are going to stop caring about others and start caring only about ourselves. And yeah. there's an issue in, in human beings that we always want to have timeframes for things. We we don't have our life together, but we everybody, every single human being in this in the face of the universe wants to have a, a plan for their lives. They want to yes. have a plan. And yeah. and part of the plan also, like if you're a believer or Jesus Christ, you want to know when he's gonna come. So you can do your stuff before he comes. Or so you can be sure that you'll be ready when he comes. Or so, I mean, I I don't know what the motivation is for some people, but in Jesus' times, they wanted to know specifically, like, hey, give us the day if possible. Yeah. But it's never been about the day then. No. Uh, I, like, I've, I've been in a Facebook group. I don't use Facebook too much anymore. But I've been in a Facebook group that they've been calling out a, an event that, was ha- that has been happening about the f- the final events and and i like this uh <clears throat> i'm sorry i like this hmm, uh what do you say like the symbol or the analogy that this person says is a pastor and says you know like um i have it here it says a worker doing his job need not to worry about when the boss walks in you know like mm. and, and about the last time events now this uh female pastor says i believe that being ready should be a constant state of being, mm. having nothing to do with time it is. I like that. I, I usually don't like posts when it's like discussions and stuff, but I like that post and I have you, it here. You, you click I, that button. You put that, you're like, my name could be on this post. I like it. Amen. Yeah. And I like the idea. I mean, you know, like uh, images and symbols and allegories and um they can they break at some point like uh, yes. but i like the idea of a worker doing his job needs not to worry about when the boss walks in so let's say that in this analogy the boss is jesus that is coming i mean he's not the boss he's our friend he's our savior and the work that we do is not a heavy work and it's not supposed to be a burden for us it's supposed to be a beautiful experience to share about what jesus is doing for us so mm. the the permanent state of being uh of of being a disciple of loving God of loving Jesus Christ should automatically take away the fear of what the this uh big religious leader is doing with this big president and what they're what they're talking Correct. about. Correct. So I feel that we need to change our approach. Yes. What yes do you we think? do. Yeah. And so there's dynamics and this passage is we're using this here. Be, for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, we've Ruben and I have been talking about the beauty of the fact that this thing is saying these events, these sufferings are to be, they are birth pains or sorrows are pointing towards to something. God did not bring these things to be, but they are there. When you look back on them, they're things that have been happening before his first coming. They've been happening all throughout history. And maybe it's good if we, Ruben, you've listed some of them. But um, for those that aren't as familiar, because you and I are hyper-familiar with this passage, um, verse 7, you said, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines and earthquakes in various places. Um, famines and pestilences. Pestilences are somewhere in here. Um, the I'm looking for it in my version. Um, 
the idea here is people, so beyond the, this is, so these are things that are pointing us to this reality, but also Matthew 24 is powerful because it, I've been asked, and you may have been asked this, Ruben, is 9-11 predicted in Bible prophecy? Is COVID-19 predicted in Bible prophecy? And mm. there's something very important distinct we need to recognize, that Bible prophecy in recent history has been a tool by which individuals have delivered um, sensationalist and just unfounded interpretations that let's that, let's call it that, let's call it what it is it's just ahead. conspirational theories man Cons yes um conspiracy theories for conspiracy some theories. has become yeah. a badge of honor or either yeah. a a uh, a slur but so okay you give it that negative for us in our group might be considered well, more of a slur it, it's it's true i mean it comes it comes with a negative connotation let's try to be more civil i redact the, that part okay these uh these interpretations here they they're popular and people want to, they love to see it. people love to see it. You know, you got a book out and you're saying, Oh, COVID-19 was predicted in Daniel and revelation da, 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 and shows that in five years, this will happen. Woo. I want to believe that. Oh, I want that to be true. People read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. And you go viral and make all the money and it's great. Or you don't make the money, but at least you get the influence. And, um, there's something in us that desires for our sufferings to be it. And for the sufferings that we find significant in our lives to be just as, if not more significant, in the greater full unfolding of history itself. In America and the North American division of our denominations, World Church, we, this territory, we love to be the most important thing and for others to know it. And um, Matthew 24 is powerful because I, I'm asked this question and I say, well, yes. COVID-19 was predicted in Bible prophecy. Yes, 9-11 uh, was predicted in Bible prophecy. 9-11, um, whatever happened there and everything that's happened since then, that's wars and rumors of wars. Um, COVID-19, famine and pestilence. And when I do that and I make that tie-in, there's often a disappointed look. Come on, Pastor. Yeah. You know what yeah. I want. Give me what I want please and it's not there give me dates same, or give me yeah or give me more specifics or give me like where yeah listen like it's not like we are on jesus's side and everyone else all these non-pastor idiots no 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 or the people who are preaching this listen like th this question that is asked of jesus you know tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming this is a question we all ask, Ruben. And that's a question that is being asked when we're asked that. But our suffering is that we're experiencing now is part of the greater history of the sufferings and birth pains. And instead of these things showing us how special and incredible and wonderful we are, and I say that, like, I, listen, man, I'm struggling with ego myself. I've realized that for yeah. years, I have had a sense of exceptionalism and ego in various facets of my life that I am daily learning to surrender more and more to God. My therapist is helping me work through this. 
by the grace of God, she's seen some progress. I didn't realize she was helping me work through this until she told me I was having progress. And I said, oh, I guess I have had an ego problem. Like ego, man, it is in, it's something I'm struggling with. And if people who know me, they're like, why would you have an ego? I don't know. I'm just weird that way. Um, but Hey, but I mean, this you're is not weird that with. way. I, yeah. I guess I guess that that's the that's the human struggle, and that yes. also shows in the reason why we want to know more. So yeah. passively, others know less, and by you knowing more, you feel that you are better than others. And I mean, myself, I I also I also have a struggle with ego. I need mm-hmm. I'm also working in sorting it out, and I guess it's a human uh, issue when yes. we think like, oh, what is so special about our generation? Mm-hmm. That we have all the truth and now Jesus is coming for now because we are so special. Like, of no. course, he is coming and I do firmly yes. believe that. But it is like, it's never been about your generation or my no. generation. It's, it's been about his time. Yes. <laughs> and it's been the, about... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I, I, I totally I totally agree with that. And yeah. we make it about ourselves. And, and sometimes it seems like that everybody's doing that sensationalist... Uh, sorry for the pronunciation, uh, for that sensationalism. And we are trying to just be a little bit more spicy in order to get more people listening to us. And and some people go overboard in, in, in terms of even giving dates. Some people go overboard in, in terms of like, oh, if I mention this event that happened uh, politically, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, uh, people are going to listen to me. But the, the, I feel that the most, the, the deepest issue, the most like, uh, like the core of this whole issue of uh, being afraid of being like just what's happening in the news, it's like being selfish. Is the ego. Is that I know and I have this information and you do not. Therefore, I'm better. So... I totally, I totally hear you, Rich. Um, I feel that uh, human beings, we are the worst sometimes. <laughs> we want to make it about ourselves. Mm. But, I mean, it, it has even repercussions that we don't even see. You know, like a few days ago, Cassie, uh, my wife, she got contacted by a friend. And this friend is a really sincere person. I mean... This person has been uh, far from church, but it's kind of sympathizing. She likes going every now and then. And 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 this person talked to Cassie and said, Hey, Cassie, like, what do you tell me about this video? It's giving me goosebumps. I'm getting really, really scared about this video. And and that was on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. That Wednesday was the inauguration, but Monday was the video. And, and she made me watch the video with her. And it was a video about this person who claimed to be a prophet saying that on Wednesday, like, uh, there was not going to be inauguration and we have to be prepared for these times and we have to do this and that. And the, the final times are coming and started quoting like Matthew 24 <laughs> and started saying that he received some dreams. And, and, and I saw the views, 200, 300,000 views and people believing that and, and, and her, like a person, um, that didn't have a lot of background in what's happening in the end times. Uh, she she told my wife, "I'm I'm afraid. I'm scared. I I should I believe him?" And that's that cry that many people have in these times, Rich. Mm-hmm. And this is why we chose to have this episode. This yeah. is why because hey guys, uh, we don't have 
our lives figured out. We, Rich, at least I'm speaking for myself. I'm not Speak the for me best. Too. That's me. I, I'm not the best Bible scholar. I have some information. I have some knowledge, but I, but I can assure you, if you're listening to me, I can assure you that these end time events that push you into making a decision because of the fear of the consequences, those are not going to lead you to a fulfilling life in the present. Because this is the time that we're living right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel really passionate about this because I know that fear can be a powerful motivator. I, I spoke about this many times. But let me tell you something. This today, the present that we're living, it's a beautiful opportunity for you to enjoy as our God intended us for, for us to enjoy. I know there's going to be a lot of issues, a lot of bad things, but we don't have everything figured out. That's fine. But I myself know a God that knows everything and somehow he's allowing me to live today. And I'm, this, this is my moment of clarity. So we're wrapping up. My moment of clarity is it's never been about the times. It's never been about fear. It's never been about uh, the events that you connect. It's been about the state of being where is your heart today using mm -hmm. the words of my my colleague uh, she said it's never about you being afraid of something it's a constant state of being mm -hmm. man you know i appreciate that ruben and for me yours is very deep and extremely relevant. I appreciate that. Um, continue reading this passage, guys. Read Matthew 24, 25, 26. This sermon from Jesus is hyper-relevant for us today. Hyper-relevant for us today. I've done some sermons on it that are online. I'm not going to plug them. You can look at them. But these birth pains are simply reminders for us to remember who's coming. They're reminders for us to not focus on what's happening now or even what's worse to come that may happen, but to allow what is happening to help us focus on the character of who's coming. Hmm. To give us opportunity to trust and become more like him in this time. The enemy has sent these things. They're byproducts of the enemy's working way and of our own choices, but Jesus has pointed them to us to have us remember that these pains are for a reason, and he is coming soon. So I have a benediction for us. Um, may we accept the significance we find in Jesus' uh, creation and redemption of us as adequate. May we see the, see our significance as found in Jesus's creation and redemption of us and decide that that significance is enough. We don't need a flash, bam, wham, boom of our pain because there we go. May we see the sufferings of Jesus for us in Gethsemane and the cross and furthermore 
as more significant and more life-giving than our own. And may we, may the sufferings we face now point us to who is coming instead of to save us versus what is coming against us. May we be present in this moment. Free of anxiety and terror. Mm. Thank you, Rich. Like I like that idea and I encourage you that are listening. Find joy in that present, as you're saying, Rich. You know, find joy and the little things in life, because this is the day that that we're living and about the end time events i'm pretty sure he's coming i'm pretty sure but while we're living today let's also proclaim the kingdom of god you know like kingdom of justice of trying to like enjoy this present and to our life to our fullest present state of being mm. all right guys um i uh, hope you enjoyed this episode i really enjoyed having this conversation with you rich you're really insightful with this topic sometimes you articulate things in a really wonderful way and you guys you can also connect with us uh, you can rate you can review us you can share this episode it's been helpful for you uh, we are on your favorite podcatcher we're on your favorite social media outlet just look us clarity podcast thank you guys for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode please stay tuned for more i'm ruben and i'm rich and this was clarity episode 31